All right, we have to finish out strong today, Tom. It's our mission to take down. It seems like every time I make one step, why do you say progress. take down? You act like I'm this yeah, evil this villain. Is, like, yeah, it's, pretty, a, it's yeah. a friendly competition. Is it? And, uh, is competition yeah. friendly? In this case, yes. Okay. All right. All three of us are severe, like detrimentally competitive. So this doesn't the, work out. The the purpose of these these questions is not necessarily for for us to come up with a winner. Although that is a byproduct. Of yes. it. It's to educate through interaction. Yeah. What what Tom said. <laughs> <laughs> so that's spoken like a, sure. a real what, teacher, isn't yes, it? Yes. What what Tom said. <laughs> <laughs> Today we have a deciduous shrub. All right. It's three to nine foot tall, native to Europe, temperate Asia, and North America. It is found throughout most of the U.S. and Canada, excluding only the far north of Canada and Alaska and the central and southern United States. Its wetland indicator status is facultative upland. Wow. Um, that one's okay. Do you have do you have a question? I'm, I don't have one yet. Um, what? I'll just ask. What color are the berries? They are a bright red, sometimes purplish black, or rarely yellow or white. So every, Predominantly yeah. bright red. This, it's a plant that grows everywhere <laughs> and has every berry color. Uh, okay. You would be familiar with a bright red. All right. Flower color. White to cream. I'm trying to think of one I know that has bright red berries. It's, other than... You know, I know, yeah, I, but but it, that's a facultative upland. Everything that I'm thinking about with yeah. a bright red berry is is a more of a wetland, like mm-hmm. facultative wet or yeah. facultative. So to go upland and go red berry, white to cream. Um, all right, I'm gonna say viburnum trilobum. Which is yeah. cranberry viburnum. I wasn't thinking of that one, but I'm going to go with that one too. It is not. What is it? Red elderberry. Oh. Red elderberry. I, uh, uh, I, I guess it makes sense. There is black elderberry, so yeah, could be other colors. Yeah, yeah that's where. Uh. You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome back for the final episode of this week uh, to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran. And I'm Tom. And I'm the evil villain, Christiane. <laughs> Where's your evil laugh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is good. This is good. This is doing what we wanted to do. We're learning together. Yes. Uh, through a- we get to ask some questions, kind of gauge where we where we know what we know already. Uh, which, in the case of this plant, was nothing. Um, you know, because I was thinking and- like. Like to me, it could have been like thinking of things that are in Europe and Asia 
and here, like I was thinking current, but I don't know a lot about Rivies. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know, you know, it's so this was a this is a, a great one for us because even though we know some of the plants in the genus, we d- we're not as familiar with all of them. So today's plant is Sambucus racemosa, which is red elderberry. And it's also referred to as mountain red elderberry, scarlet elder or elderberry, uh, racemed elder or bunchberry elder. Um, and it does get three to nine foot tall with a wetland indicator status of facultative upland. Uh, as we mentioned, it's native to Europe, temperate Asia, North America. It is a deciduous shrub from the Adoxaceae family, uh, also commonly known as the Muscatel family, which does include viburnum. So uh, if you see a similarity there or why we were guessing that, leaves are opposite. Pinately divided into five to seven leaflets. Leaflets are lance-shaped, toothed on the margins, and often somewhat hairy underneath, and it is dioecious. Yeah. So a little, a little aside here. Um, I was just watching a YouTube video, All right. and uh, it's, I watch a lot of YouTube videos before I go to sleep, but the one was about, like, accents that get rid of uh, R's at the end, and it's like, I guess it's like a British thing, but then mm-hmm. you look at the... British, like the earliest British areas of the U.S., so the early colonies, their accents tend to get rid of. So the obvious one is New England with like chowda and like all that. (laughs) And then as you get further west, and like they more there's more enunciation on the R's, um, like to the Midwest and like um, like North Dakota and like you think the Fargo, uh, how they talk and like it's like just a different enunciation on stuff. One of the things that's always I've always stood out about Fran is how he says elderberry, because he says elderberry. I do. <laughs> it's I elderberry, do. and I'm like, I don't. I just always noticed that, so I just want to. Bring you know, it my my wife from Poland, growing up in Philadelphia, recognizes my like. Even though I didn't grow up in Philadelphia, I grew up in the suburbs. My whole family was mm-hmm. from Philadelphia. All my relatives were from Philadelphia. It's a very Philadelphia accent that I've mostly managed to get rid of except yeah. for like a few things and those things drive her crazy. <laughs> like that's one that she would hear and go <laughs> elderberry. Yeah. You yeah. know, not yeah. not elderberry, El- elderberry. So, now I I I realize that especially cuz well, you're not originally from New Jersey, right? Yes, I am. Okay. But how long were you in Chicago? 7 years. Okay. All right. I thought you were in I Chicago. I took speech as well, so I say kitten with a very hard T. People laugh at me. I don't know why. How so, would how would your Irish relative say elderberry? Uh they'd probably say the green thing growing on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it is to get back to it, it is vase like arborescent uh form creates an umbrella like canopy over smaller woodland shrubs, and it has tiny white to creamy flowers that are born on pyramidal clusters with a bloom time of April to July. All right. And um, the berries are usually bright red, sometimes a purplish black or rarely yellow to white, uh, which I want to find some of them. Yeah, I would like to see that. Uh, Light requirements is full sun to part shade. It's susceptible to canker, powdery mildew, leaf spot, borers, spider mites, and aphids, and it tends to spread by root suckers similar to – to black elderberry, um, or form colonies, or to form colonies, or by seed carried by wildlife. 
have you ever seen are you familiar with that like i know of nope. it i've never seen no one. i've never even heard of it before. so i'm gonna have to look it up yeah. afterwards uh it can stump sprout from the root crown following cutting or fire and we we've seen that with with sambucus canadensis um it does attract butterflies and hummingbirds the fruit is eaten by deer thrushes robins grouse pigeons squirrels mice raccoons and bears uh porcupines Mice and hares eat the buds and bark in the winter, and the leaves are eaten by deer, elk, and bear. That is a lot of wildlife uses oh, yeah. right there. Yeah, uh, it's pollinated by bees, flies, and the wind. Uh, the roots, stems, bark, leaves, flowers, and unripe fruit contain poisonous alkaloids. Um, and it is advisable to always cook the berries before eating. Raw berries may cause nausea. Cooked berries can be made into wines, sauces, or jellies, and the seeds are considered poisonous. Wow. So I wonder, like when you're when you're taking an elderberry supplement, I'm assuming that's Sambucus nigra, or some yeah. species Canadensis. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's that's my guess that it's not this. So yeah. I'm wondering the difference in taste between. Well, I think even the when you take the elderberry supplements, I think it's or, or you get the juice. I think, oh maybe I'm wrong about the juice. I thought a lot of that was cooked. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never made it. I've, I've um, never made it either. Yeah. I think most juices are pasteurized. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I just wasn't sure. I was thinking about it. But um, the native uh, the natives steamed the berries on rocks and put them in containers stored underground or in water, uh, which makes sense to, to keep them cool. The leaves, bark, or roots were applied externally to abscesses, aching muscles, or sore joints, and the flowers were boiled down to treat uh, coughs and colds. So I wonder if – by drinking that elderflower liqueur or vodka that we were actually like, you know, treating. Poisoning yourselves? Yeah. Like, do you think you know, there was something real elderberry else in there? Was, or do you think it was like it was the essence. flavors? I bet you it was. Well, when they tell you to make elder elderflower liqueur, they tell you to take vodka and just soak the flowers yeah. in it for three oh, yeah. weeks. So I'm wondering if that's all it was, mm-hmm. was they added lemon and soaked it in flowers mm-hmm. and then yeah, because the elderberry is the worrisome part of that beverage elderflower yeah. or the elderflower is the worrisome and toxic part of that beverage wait yeah, so not, wait. not the vodka <laughs> not the, yeah yeah the vodka's fine oh yeah that's, that's fine there's no question about that <laughs> all right let's do the lightning round okay first up true or false some horticulturists recommend a hard fall pruning for maintaining best foliage appearance and habit. Okay. True or false, shallow roots and rhizomes make it a poor choice for soil stabilization and erosion control on moist sites and stream banks. True or false, elderberry extract has also been used in cancer remedies because of anti-carcinogenic properties, which may inhibit the growth of certain forms of cancer. Okay. True or false, children have been poisoned when they use the hollowed-out stems for pea shooters. And then true or false, Sambucus is derived from the Greek Sambuca, which was a liquor supposed to have been made from elderwood. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) Let's do it. First up was false. It is recommended to do a hard spring pruning. You know, 
I was thinking spring, but I could see how someone would say – like I went against my better judgment. I, I said it should be spring, but I could see someone saying fall, and I was I was getting ready for the, that to be true and to argue it <laughs> even though I, yeah. you know, I wrote true, but good. Next was false. It actually has deep roots making it – it a great choice for stabilization. Now I knew that one because that's often sold as a live stake mm-hmm. uh, for stabilization. They wouldn't use that if it wasn't, yeah, wasn't going yeah. to to work. Wow, wow, wow! I'm just giving some insight <laughs> instead of just it being true and false. Okay. The next one is true. It has been used in cancer remedies. I just guessed on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. The next one is true. The hollow stems uh, were used for whistles, pipes, and toy blowguns, which was not safe. All right, Tom, where are you at? I have three of the four so far. I am three for four also. Well, what do you have for the last one? I don't remember what the question is. What is the question? uh, Are you going to change your answer? No, I just want to know whether it's derived from the Greek Sambuca, which was a liquor supposed to have been made from elderwood. I put true. And I put false because I, I I know that Sambuca is a liquor, but I don't I didn't realize it was a Greek thing. Well, they, can a, you ever look at the label on the? So that's bottom? why I put like, false. The so. label I think on Sambuca is like has like Greek. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it's yeah like I thought like it was an Italian Greek. thing. No, I, I I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, you are because it's <laughs> sambuca is actually derived from the Greek. It's derived from Greek sambuca, but it's a string instrument, not liqueur. Interesting. Oh, yeah. all right. So it is in fact false. It is ones. false. And I went Tom four five again. and get another Tom tally mark again. next to my name. Wow, Tom is winning eleven to six. Since we're finishing up the week, we'll just. Uh, just review the scores. <laughs> Christiane is winning uh, in the in the original or the the initial quiz. She has nine. I have six. Tom has two. And then on the lightning round, Tom is killing me eleven to six. So it's uh, we still have some weeks. We're only three yeah. weeks done, and I, we have six weeks am, to go. I'm over a week ahead in the, the quizzes. You are. Who knew for how bad I was at. Uh, <laughs> At the guesses that I You're really good at the quizzes. Yeah. But a lot of those have been close. I'm a good test taker. You are good. I'm not a good test taker. You held in there with all truths. Yeah. I would have have, (laughs) no way have ever allowed myself to do that. No way this is actually right. I must be getting – I wasn't that confident on some of them. There's no way. And then the next one, I thought you were doing it like all falses, but then you had a couple (laughs) like multiple choices there, and I'm like, okay. Uh, All right, Tom, are you putting this in your yard? I I would have to learn more about it, but I would consider it. Um, I've I've thought about putting black elderberry in my yard, so why wouldn't I put red elderberry? Uh, so it's only not native. It's in most of the United States. It's just amazing yeah. that I've never seen it asked for on a restoration. Yeah. Maybe because it is upland, mm-hmm. um, and most of our restorations are, are wetland. But I, I've never come across one. I I'd consider it. I, I would completely consider it. It, it. When you look at, listen, we talked about wildlife and and pollinators. That's an amazing amount of uh, yeah. oh, habitat yeah. and and food it's creating. So totally. How about you? I think it'd be interesting, uh, interspersed with black elderberry, just to provide more dynamic. 
You know, it's interesting that it says it creates more of a canopy over other plants. And on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we had a listener once ask us about creating a a kid's maze. Yeah. Um, and yeah. what plants that could be used that they could crawl underneath. Maybe this would be – we. I think we did say Sambucus canadensis, but maybe Sambucus nigra was a better choice. So, but There's Sambucus racemosa. Sorry, yeah. Sambucus <laughs> racemosa. Maybe a better choice would me like saying the right thing. That would be a good thing. So uh, another fantastic week. Christiane, I have to commend you on the choices that you've been making. I, I, I don't want to speak for Tom, but I've learned a lot. I'm assuming he has too from the, the choices oh, yeah. that you've had yeah. this week. So fantastic choices. Tomorrow we have a Native Plants Healthy Planet, so there's no uh, episode of this podcast, so you can listen over there, and uh, it will be a good one. And then we will see you again next week, and until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey everyone, this is Fran and Tom, and we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.